Welcome to another episode of The Movie Fellas. It's a special day today, Nick. How? Today is the day that Leprechaun returns, and also it is the end of our Leprechaun series retrospective. At the moment. Part one, part two, part three, part four. We've gone to space, we've gone to the hood, we've gone back to the hood, and now we return back to whatever this fake nail bog, because that's what I'm going to call it, right? Yeah, fake nail bog. Fake nail bog without the green milk. How about that? Yeah, because no one likes green milk, sir. People that buy the milk in Nilbog do appreciate the milk. So you know what? If they're alive still. Speaking of green milk, cheers. Mountain Dew is green milk now? To oh, me. Okay. So anyways, yeah, the epic Tastes journey. Like an apple. Oh, are you done doing your Mountain Dew commercial? Can I speak that? <laughs> <laughs> are you, are, did you sign a sponsorship deal that I don't know about? I wish. Now, that would be some real bucks right there. Oh, yeah. That would be them fake Nilbog checks that never actually arrive in the mail. That would be some real money. Pepsi, get back to me. I will definitely sell your Dew. It's been a long, epic journey through the plight of the Leprechaun, and I'm just so happy that we're here back with Leprechaun Returns, with Warwick Davis. I'm going to have a good time. Wrong. With this what? What are you Lyndon Porco's in this one. Who the hell is that? A guy who is admittedly 10 inches shorter. And this guy is 10 inches shorter than that? Two wait, wait. Foot. I got to do the math in my head. He's one foot four? What math class <laughs> did you go to? Well, one thing I don't understand. This is movie number six, correct? No, this is movie seven. This is movie number seven, correct? We know that in the leprechaun lore of these movies that each movie has a different leprechaun. Yes. But all throughout that, we've had Warwick Davis. Yes. The one movie where they decide to have the same leprechaun from part one yes. is the one movie we don't get a, a returning Warwick Davis? Yes. What the hell is that about? How does that work? Uh, I guess due to interviews, blame Warwick Davis's kids. Oh! Actually, don't do that because it's te- it is disrespectful. He's doing it for a purpose of of his kids not watching horror movies until they're of age. The main thing, Warwick, is all right. Raise your kids, but we need you back in the Leprechaun series sooner than later. Well, the then direct- by that I mean this year. The director of Repo the Genetic Opera is actually trying to get Warwick Davis back for a sequel of Leprechaun. Wait, 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 wait. This whole thing is a non-starter. What was that first part of what you just said? (laughs) The director? Yeah, okay, director, yep. Of Repo the Genetic Opera. I refuse to acknowledge that last part. (laughs) All right, so some guy, some guy in Idaho wants uh, Warwick Davis to come back and do a movie with him. Okay, fine. No, uh, please The director of Saw, two, three, and four, I believe, Darren Lynn Bowsman. If Warwick Davis is singing songs and they turn the next Leprechaun movie into a musical... (laughs) Wrong. I'm blaming you. They're planning on taking them back to the West. Somehow time travel into the West during the, what is it, gold mining expedition era? Well, that could be good. I mean, the Leprechaun loves gold, so that makes yeah. sense. Okay, well, listen. And fighting a, a bunch against a bunch of miners. Give me Warwick Davis. Give me the Wild Wild West. I'm excited. I'm and that's what Darren Lynn Bowsman is saying, and he even stated, unless he can get Warwick Davis, he ain't making this movie. If you think about why isn't Warwick Davis in this movie... Probably the big gap in time between Leprechaun Back of the Hood and this movie explains some of that because Leprechaun Back of the Hood was back in, what, 2003? Yep. And this is, what, 2017? 18. 18? Which means it was filmed in 2017. Yeah, so you approach a man after 15 years, of course, he's moved on with his life now. If we had done this back in 2006-ish, we'd probably get him back. Yeah, but uh, apparently part six flopped majorly. So, the other sequel of Leprechaun in the White House never happened. By part six, you mean... Back to the hood. The one... Okay. No, origins don't count. There's another one that we dare not not speak of. No! No speaky. Shh. 
All right, all right. I was just trying to get to the, the origins of why Warwick Davis didn't return. But So you're telling me this movie doesn't have Warwick Davis, has a new guy. Right. He's shorter, which really I, realistically I don't care about because the camera is not really going to pick up on So the that. only reason I mention that is because... Because you're you can nitpick cl- Nick. That, and um, you can clearly tell this man does not stand as tall. It's supposed to be the same Leprechaun. You tell me Leprechaun's voices change? Are you telling me that the audience that's going to go see this movie... Because they're fans of the first movie, is not going to pick up. Hey, this is a completely different Leprechaun. Just go with it. So, I mean, which, which is fine. But then for me, it's like do a new Leprechaun, but why then make it a direct sequel to the first one? So that's what I was about to say. There's kind of a difference between Nightmare on Elm Street remake and Leprechaun Returns. Nightmare on Elm Street remake was, well, it was a remake. There, there was no him taking the role from Robert England in a sequel. Pretty much him having to play Robert England instead of him having to play his own version of Freddy. Whereas this guy technically is supposed to, and if he tried, he failed, um, be Warwick Davis. Which is funny because I'm sure I have this feeling that the director probably was like, hey, this is your this is your role now. Make it your own. But it's like, no, you're playing the leprechaun directly from the first movie. You have to watch that movie and mimic his voice and his mannerisms to the best of your abilities. Otherwise, you're failing the fans. Which is why I, me personally, think that this should have been technically another sequel, like Leprechaun 7. Not a Leprechaun Returns bringing back one of the previous Leprechauns, but him playing his own. Yeah. Because overall, with all these Leprechauns technically being different, Warwick Davis didn't have to return for any of them. Nope. This is the only one Warwick Davis should have returned for, in my opinion. That's the irony of it. It's the only one where they're telling us it's the same Leprechaun, but we have a different actor. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. We can't let that determine the entire movie. I'm still going to give the rest of the movie a chance. But, you know, to compensate for that, on the, on the good hand, though, we don't have Warwick Davis, but we have, you know, the one, the one character back that I really have wanted to come back, um, Ozzy. Oh, yeah, so, Mark So thank, thank the world. No work, Davis, but thank the Leprechaun guys. And, hey, they brought us back Ozzy, my favorite uh, guy character from, from the first one. And everything's okay now. Ozzy is here. Ozzy's arrived. Everything's okay. Well, let's find out if he's the hero by continuing on with this retrospective movie. Let's do that. We meet Lila. Who the hell is Lila? <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's character's daughter, Lila. All right, so I guess we should address the the elephant, the friendly elephant in the room. By friendly, I mean the actors from the show Friends. Jennifer Aniston is not in this movie. Oh, so, so I'm so surprised by this. I mean, <laughs> surely she would have jumped at the opportunity to return to the coveted Leprechaun series. But she was never asked. Would she have accepted if she was asked? Depends on the money. I'm sorry, any, anyone can be bought. They don't have the budget for that, though. It was Sci-Fi Channel. This was straight to Sci-Fi, which... <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, it, according to my calculations, means this movie's probably going to suck because most of the sci-fi movies, Jeepers Creepers 3, I'm looking at you, most of them have been disappointing. Especially nowadays, yeah. Back in the older days, they were fun. Yeah, and, there, and, you know, and of course, the Sharknado movies have delivered very well, but that's a different podcast for a different day. That I do not want to suffer through, but well, if I have to. Lila is Jennifer Aniston's daughter who is returning to the town. And the house. From the first movie. And I say returning, but actually she's never been there before. Right. And she knows nothing about the We're past. returning, she. Yeah, we're back, and but she's not returning. She's coming for the first time to this house that apparently 
the town owns or the college owns? College. Uh, apparently, Tori Spelling, Jennifer Aniston's character, is the one that sold the house to the college. I'm just wondering one thing. So, apparently, from the sounds of that line, because that line was spoken in this movie, why... Real serious question. When she knows the danger that's in there, because judging by some of the things we hear about the character, she does not fully think that that the leprechaun is dead. Jennifer Branson? Right. The way the character is, is spelled out in this movie, she does not believe the leprechaun is dead. Yeah, not like that, but unfortunately, the events of part one drove her crazy. She's yep. been in an apparently, insane asylum. Apparently drove her crazy, put her in a insane asylum. Yada yada, and we find out as of this movie though she actually had died the previous year. Yes, died of the cancer. This movie, so, so she, so, so the likable character from the first movie basically had a miserable life after the events of Leprechaun One. So when you go back and watch Leprechaun One, don't think there's a happy ending there because apparently she was just destroyed for the rest of her life. Apparently. So the real question I got again with these movies because they they've done it with Halloween, which is why this movie is around. It's classified as a soft reboot. They did it with Halloween. They did it with whatever other movies do to these soft reboots. Why are they ma making sure that the main characters from the first movie had a miserable life growing up? You're telling me that after all that time, they didn't come to terms with their trauma. It's very tricky because a way to ensure that maybe the character comes back to confront their demons... So maybe there was an early script that had Jennifer Aniston in it. They're like, hey, maybe we can just recast her or something. But the only other problem is it feels like they're taken away from the actual power the, the character originally had by building up that performance, building up the character strengths going up through the movie, having to face this, and then they just tear it down by saying, yeah, she went crazy. I understand there's trauma. But not every single one of these characters would eventually go crazy from one event. And I got to say, I mean, I don't think the events of Leprechaun 1 would have drove her I'm insane. thinking about her character and how she was acting and stuff and how it ended. Right. I don't think that would have just destroyed the rest of her life to a point, that point. At a certain point, I feel like she would have communicated to her daughter something in the, mo something in the vein of stay away from that town or stay away from that house. Mm -hmm. This has caused me so much pain. I don't want you to go through that. But we have her daughter here blindly going to the house. Ozzy, which we'll just say uh, there's a cab driver in the town or something. Yep. By the way, Ozzy's still being there. I mean, if it's so traumatic, traumatic, if it's such a thing for Jennifer Aniston's character, Ozzy's still hanging around. Just Which he, is weird because Ozzy's the one who took the brunt of everything that happened in that movie. Yeah. I mean, Leprechaun even tackled him and was trying to eviscerate him to get his gold coin out of him. Yeah, and they do a funny thing with Ozzy here in these beginning scenes with him where it looks like he's still affected, but my thing is, like, wouldn't you have left town if you're still affected? Especially since none of your friends are even there anymore. Like, the little kid. If the little kid's not there, something tells me Ozzy would not have been there either. Unless the little kid somehow, for some reason, died. Yeah. So maybe Ozzy stayed there because it was familiar. That's mo that's where his family lives. Or I, lived. I think the kid, the kid probably became famous. He's doing commercials for Lucky Charms Hero. Yeah, probably. Um, so we have Ozzy telling her on the way there, you know, hey, your mom didn't tell you about this house? She's like, no. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, she knows nothing about her mom's past. Like, so, does she even, like, like, 
Does she wonder why her mom went crazy? Even? Like, so the, the weird thing is, yeah, she states, no, I don't know nothing about this house. But in a later scene, she actually states that her mother said there was a monster at a monster after her. And then even a later scene, she even points at the thing and says, you're the thing my mom always told me about. Mm. So you're telling me you that she did tell her the event, but didn't tell her where it happened at. The other thing, though, is that the first red flag for Lila should be Ozzy in the car is like, she didn't tell you what happened at that house. And then Lila's just like, no, what are you talking about? And Ozzy's just like, uh, yeah, nothing. No, I'm not going to tell you anything. Nothing because we took care of it. Trust me. Yeah, so Ozzy, maybe you should give her a better warning than that. (laughs) Especially if you're going to then... Die? uh, Not let it go yourself. Well, I guess before we talk about Ozzy's death, we technically meet other characters first. So let's bring them in so so I don't have to bring them in later. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Our cast list. It's a very big one, so make sure you pay attention. Gotcha. Katie, Rose, Meredith, Andy, and Matt. That's too many characters. That's too many characters. This is supposed to be a slasher, not a massacre. Watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre if you want a massacre. Actually, don't watch it. Okay, okay. All right. For the audience out there, don't watch it. Do not listen to me. Watch the original. Watch the second movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Don't watch anything else. Maybe the remake because... The remake was okay. The remake was okay, especially with the uh, villain of the father. I keep I keep that forgetting the man's name, Ermy Lee Ermy something. The guy who plays the guy who played the uh, drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket. Ah, he I know played you're the father. About, but I don't and, know his name either. Yeah, he played. I know the net. What's bad is I somewhat know the name, but because my wife, my father-in-law, and me all called him Gunny because that's what he was in the military. Oh. Uh, so anyway, I'm cool on that. Yeah, but. Okay, so we have, basically, these are all sorority sisters. Sorority sisters and their boyfriends. All right. Well, one's this, a boyfriend, one's just there. This feels more like a Friday 13th movie than an Leprechaun movie so far. Well. But let's get to what we've all come to. We've all come for one reason. The Lep. To see the resurrection of Mr. Leprechaun after 15 years, the Leprechaun. Which, I'm going to let you in on his very first line in the whole movie. Papa. Yeah, well, you know... I got questions. As Leprechaun makes his way out of Ozzy, I don't know if no other, other way to say it. He bursts out of Ozzy. Yeah, because Ozzy couldn't leave well enough alone. He had to come investigate. He had to be a curious cat, and now he's... <sighs> I can't even say dead. He's going to be a curious ghost. But anyways. Well, I, I do have questions on this scene in particular. A few. And I don't have answers, but go ahead and ask the questions. <laughs> Hopefully the audience will have a question and actually answer me. I don't believe so, but go ahead. So, the reason why the leprechaun bursted out of Ozzy is because he still ha- apparently had the gold piece that he ate in the first movie, 25 years prior, is still in his system. That's some serious indigestion. So, the uh, question I have is, you're telling me gold doesn't pass through the body. I understand that. So in the original movie, it was small. It was like the size of a quarter. That yes. could have passed through him. Yes. And if it didn't, he would have had severe damage into in his intestines that he would have had to get it surgically removed. So you're telling me in 25 years, this man had this gold coin that apparently grew in size and looks more like chocolate gold now. Ooh, chocolate gold. Yeah, it looks more like chocolate gold this time. So this little gold piece turned into the size of, well, a half dollar. Yes. And it didn't cause him any issues? 
Also, if the Leprechaun could do that this whole time, he could have revived himself through Ozzy this entire time because he had that gold piece, which I am I can get behind. Why didn't he do that earlier? Why did he wait 25 fucking years? <laughs> He's been in some kind of limbo that maybe has free HBO or something. I don't know. I mean, you're right. I mean... We have to assume he's been in Leprechaun Hell for the last 15 years or whatever. And well, 25 years. One, one more thing. It's not really a question. It's more of a statement. Statement me and you both have. But uh, we throughout all these movies, we know the Leprechaun doesn't actually get joy maybe from, with the exception of the sixth movie. <laughs> he doesn't actually get joy from killing people. He gets joy from having his gold. Yes. The only time he's ever killed anybody was for his gold. Yes. Everyone he... Everyone else throughout the first five movies, yeah, they had gold. He took it from them, but he never actually killed that person unless it was a vital part. Yes, for the most part. So the line in this movie that states, 25 years later, I've got a lot of killing to make up for. Yeah, that rubbed me the wrong way. This is, again, the character from the first movie. This is the same Leprechaun. Right. The Leprechaun in the first movie was basically only bothered by his missing gold. Which, when he thought he got it returned to him, he actually left them alone until he realized that he was missing one piece. And not only that, there's several scenes in the first one where he kind of attacks them, but like unaggressively. Right. And then he gets the gold back and he runs back, he runs away and just goes to count his gold, basically. Yeah, I don't buy him. Like, you're right, when he kills people... Typically, it's in the pursuit of his gold, and they have to be in the way, or they directly insult him. But he's not like somebody who's like his mission is to like go on a killing spree. Like, so and this only- one's like this guy sound like, oh, it's, I have the killing to make up for. Like, ah, it's not the lep I know, but okay, I've got a lot of killing to make up for. <laughs> you know, my theory, which a lot of people have this theory, is that you know the lep we know, the work Davis lep is, it's not a bad guy. Like, you'd probably want to hang out with him in the right circumstance right. where you haven't taken his gold, but otherwise he's a pretty chill guy. Right. So, so there's your introduction to Lep. And that voice, man, that voice kills me because he sounds like a screeching, whining. It's just, it's, it's too high. It's too high pitched. His voice. This leprechaun comes out the well and is like totally different, dramatically different. You're just like, well, again, why did you make this a sequel? If you're going to have a completely different character. Or, or better yet, why would you... Again, I can understand, because throughout all the movies, the Leprechaun's power is his gold. Without gold, he doesn't have a whole lot of power. So I understand that a lot of the times he tries to use magic, it actually fails him at, from time to time. Yes. At first. Uh, the part that annoys me is he goes, oh, my magic is failing me because I don't have gold. I got to do some more killing. I'm like... What? Hmm. You got to do more. Ki- what? That brings his strength back. That feels like a ripoff of Freddy Krueger. Right. Because that because he feeds on fear. So obviously he kills more. More people are afraid of him. Yeah. But what does a leprechaun have to kill people for power? He needs his gold for power. Yeah. Nothing in the, in the lore of a leprechaun would tie anything into killing. Leprechauns are not by nature like evil killing machines. They're, they're leprechauns. They're just protective. Yeah, they have two things they want to do. They want to shine your shoes. Yep. And uh, just have fun with their gold. I, this was, uh, what, what is this movie doing? T- turning him into a a, 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 horror, tip, a like legitimate a, horror slasher villain. He's not a slasher villain though. He's like <laughs> yeah, like ah. Anyways, we could talk about the 
the issues with that character for, for a while. But Well, how about we just talk about the uh, mailman's death? A very useless death from a very useless character that we did yeah. not fucking need. <laughs> this is so much effort to kill one guy. Right. He turns into a mailbox for one. <laughs> right. Shoves this guy's head in that mailbox. And then he can't reach the pedals. How can he drive this mail truck over this guy? I'm fine with the guy's death because it's nice and gory. And under normal circumstances, could have been fun to watch. But explain to me how this leprechaun can breach the pedal. <laughs> well, yeah, we saw him back of the hood that... <laughs> he needed a leg. He used a leg to do it. So I'm okay with the kill. The problem is, like, again, this is not leprechaun's MO. Right. He doesn't kill random people who are just doing their job delivering the mail. And he he, does, he th- doesn't need a kill for power. This would have been like, in another movie, a leprechaun movie, this would have been like, the mailman stops and gets out and the lep's like, hey, you got any mail for me, lad? I've been gone for 25 years. I got some bills to catch up on. Like, it's been something funny, like some interaction, and then the mailman drives away. I think this mailman's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for this mailman that it wasn't Sunday, because mm. the mail's not delivered on Sunday. It'd have been, it'd have been all right if it was Sunday. Not true. I've ha- I've had packages delivered to me on Sunday. Amazon. Yes. That doesn't count. You want know, the United States post. post Office? It's still fucking post. That's the Amazon delivery still mail. Still uh, yeah. video games. Yeah. This this death feels like a different movie. It doesn't feel like all these deaths are going to feel like a different movie, but we'll talk about that too. To everyone who doesn't, who's maybe jumping in on this on their first watch, know that I have a lot of questions. And I'll state that by, hey, I got a question. Is Katie supposed to be likable? Katie's likability. I think so. She's supposed to be. So, um. I don't, I don't hate her. So why is she taking a picture of her friend that's in a bath towel and then all of a sudden posts it on Snapchat? That, that, that sounds like uh, a lot of privacy issues right there. Rose, again, she's one-dimensional. She only cares about the environment. She doesn't care about people. She doesn't care about the leprechaun. She doesn't care about gold. Yeah, but Rose, we have to give a break to because she is a fun character, at least. Yeah, I mean... She's at least playing a character. Meredith, uh, she definitely plays the drunk character, which, you know, drunk characters in horror movies are pretty fun to watch because... I like Meredith, and I think that she's the most... I think she's a realistic character. I think her actions... People don't, people don't want to admit this, but her actions are what most people would do in that situation. They wouldn't be as honorable as people like to think and just be like, hey, let's save everybody. There would be at least some people that would be like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cut me a deal <laughs> with this killer thing and hope for the best. So, so the, my, again, my problem is because we have Rose, she feels like she's supposed to be the complete opposite instead of just being a normal person. Rose is supposed to be somebody who very you inter- sort of like, but you're sort of annoyed by. Right. And they walk that line. By the end of the movie, I do care about Rose a little bit. Because she's like the last one to go. Yeah, at that point, I feel like we've gone on a journey with her. <laughs> so she does, um, she grows on me as the movie goes. Well, not only that, but she also shows she cares about the other girls. Because later on, she starts wondering, like when Lila disappears, where's Lila? She's literally the first one to ask that. Katie isn't. Katie's supposed to be her best friend. True. I mean, yeah, Rose is supposed to be, I guess, the leader of this group. But uh, she's the main head sorority. Right. So. And then, like I said, when something happens, she actually cares about what happens with their char- with all these characters. I swear. I think I'm, besides Katie, when this next death happens, I'm pretty sure she was the only one that screamed. All right, listen. It's time for someone to get split in half of the solar panel. Yeah, which, which makes no sense to me. Well, hold on now. I gotta gotta say. So we have the character of... Andy gets his ass kicked by the leprechaun. 
Really, gets his ass kicked. Which, actually, should we mention the very first time he comes to Lila? Because he kind of mentions something to her that means nothing. Not <laughs> I don't remember. Go ahead. Well, he tell. To be honest, you say you don't really like this character because he has kind of a grating voice. And, of course, he he's not the leprechaun we're supposed to be getting. Yeah. Me, personally... If he was given his own leprechaun, I actually would have liked him. I like him as an actor for this role. He just should have gotten his own role. But yeah, he, some of the things he I, says... I confess, just like with the Nightmare on remake, I have such a built-in bias towards the original actors, Robert England and Warwick Davis, that even not consciously, subconsciously, I'm comparing the performance to the original. Right. Well, unfortunately with us, you can't do that. But, um, like, some of the things this guy actually ends up saying and doing is a little bit more menacing. I know they're trying to make him, obviously, a slasher villain, so they need to make him menacing. But he's more menacing than our previous Warwick Davis. Because he even says in a very angry voice, which, I'm sorry, most leprechauns were never angry. Right. Even when they're dying, they weren't that angry. Seriously, he literally stated, your friends... Th- your mother and your friends threw me down the well to rot, and now it's your fucking turn. <laughs> well, let me ask this question. So this movie, the previous Leprechaun movies, with the exception of Leprechaun in the Hood, which I thought was a mistake, mm-hmm. tonally, all the movies pretty much, all the movies are tonally aiming for, I think, horror comedy. Do you think this movie is aiming more for straight horror movie, or is it still, because you're right, the Leprechaun himself, it's more mean-spirited and kind of more... As you said, a little bit more menacing. Menacing. For everything but, I like about Warwick Davis, I don't think that Leprechaun was ever menacing. Right. So nor was he trying to be. Right. So this one, I feel like what's bad is the description of this movie states it was supposed to be a horror comedy. Obviously, focusing more on horror, whereas the other ones, I think comedy came first. This one, definitely horror came first, but a lot. Some of the jokes are not coming from our Leprechaun. So maybe the, the so yeah so the the shift is that we're relying on the human characters to bring the comedy mm-hmm. and we're going to keep the leprechaun as like a serious menacing villain even though he has his one liners but again those one liners are kind of meant to show that I know who you are and I know what you do but I'm going to fuck with you yeah he's, he's not, not doing it for laughs he's not the jovial fun there's like a fun spirit of the Warwick Davis leprechaun. Right. Like a goofy laugh with you. We're laughing with him. We're having fun. This is more of just a... It's hard to compare to anything, but it's kind of like... It's kind of like the Freddy Krueger of the first couple of nightmares where he still had his one-liners kind of, but it was like very serious. Right. They were very dark humor when it comes yeah. to it. The Warwick Davis is like the Freddy's Dead version of Freddy where it's like... It's just all like straight. You're getting the comedy from the villain. Right. This is more like... New night, they're going for like new nightmare, Freddie. I mean, and what's so. bad is I feel like the only joke I really picked up on, and this could be me being stupid, but uh, the only joke I really picked up on, and it wasn't that funny, was when they were taking selfies with the leprechaun. Yep, which it's not really funny to me. I mean, yeah, the leprechaun just posed for it too, but again, he's just like, okay. Or the other joke that just makes me feel old, which I'm still wondering how this leprechaun knows what it is because he wouldn't have played around with one of these. Because 
a Walkman and a camera all in the same thing? She's like, what's a Walkman? Never mind. That Yeah, that plays on both sides. I'm like... Well, how does Leprechaun know about it? <laughs> and how does she not know about it? Right. I So for me, it's like, yeah, this, this movie, I'm not getting the laughs out of it at all. If it, if it is aiming for horror comedy, it's still not really scary, and I'm not really getting comedy either, per se. Right, so... Some, some of the dialogue is funny sometimes with some of the human characters. There's some funny moments. I did laugh after Annie dies. I did laugh for a second at the her being like, you know... Is he actually dead? <laughs> well, what's bad is... So, again, they're also trying to make all these characters extremely smart. And apparently to do that, they give all these characters big words to say. Like, when Andy gets sliced in half, Katie screams, Oh my gosh, he just cut him down to prick... Whatever the fuck. Mm. And I'm just sitting there thinking, That solar panel shouldn't have cut him like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, anyone can see that is a completely flat shirt. Crushed him? Yes. Killed him? Obviously. But to cut him in half like that? I even I I asked my wife, is that possible? I don't think it's possible for some for a flat surface. She goes, No, he would have been crushed. Like brains everywhere. You still would have gotten gore and it would have maybe been realistic. Yeah, you know, it's funny. They were going for I think sometimes horror movies, they come up with an effect. And they work backwards and say, okay, how do we? what kill can we make that will lead to this effect? The death scene here with the solar panels, it's going to, and this will be, a, it's not really a criticism, but a lot of the death scenes in this movie feel like a Final Destination movie. They just feel like that. There's a lot of Final Destination death scenes where someone gets split in half like that. But what you're thinking of also is that there's one, it might be Final Destination Part 2, it might be Part 2 of Final Destination where... A big glass comes oh, down yeah. and kind of splatters the, the kid in half. Or yeah, not, not in half, just splatters him completely, right? Right. You would have wanted more of that effect with this. Yeah, because it would have made more sense. I mean, another thing that horror movies like to do these days is kind of show off how these characters are going to be killed before it happens. Like, Andy, the re- reason they use this is because he apparently doesn't know how to put up a solar panel. And all of a sudden, that's what killed him. Clever. Very clever. Right. (laughs) Uh, With damn Matt, it's his drone. Again, they're setting up how they're dying. I'm fine with it if they're doing it subtly. There's nothing subtle about this damn movie. No, but that's, again, stolen from Final Destination. Final Destination did that expertly. Final Destination, but not... They they would foreshadow the death, but not throw in your face. Right. It would be like a little clue that later on, or on the second rewatch, you'd be like, oh, that was foreshadowed. But it wouldn't be so much in your face the way this is. I mean, heck, even the first movie, the four, like the foreshadow, first Final Destination movie, the fir- one of the foreshadows is guy sees a bus coming at him, but he doesn't see a bus actually anywhere until the girl gets ran over. Yeah. Now, personally, me and you both mentioned in that review that he was very slow on the uptake of wanting these characters, but that's the one that's actually done perfectly, in my opinion, because... How is he supposed to know at that point? Right, because he, he turns and looks, and there's no bus around. So it's like, how are you supposed to... But for the audience, you're like, when the bus comes, like, oh, now a few minutes ago, I remember that now. It's it's clever, actually. Mm-hmm. This is just like, oh, yeah, he has a thing with solar panels, and he, he got killed by the solar panels. Right, and it's just... Yeah, like, I mean, really? Yeah. It's a, kind of the same, it's the same thing with all these characters. Even Meredith, and Meredith is the only one that's actually away from the house. Yeah, it's it's funny because like, it's almost like the director or the writer director was like a huge fan of Final Destination of the Final Destination <laughs> series because these deaths do not feel like Leprechaun deaths. 
So, so Meredith traps Lila in the basement because she makes a deal with Lep. Smart girl. Yeah, I mean, he promised her he wouldn't lay a finger on her. Which, before we get to that death, can we get to this car chase scene? Yes. Because I, 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 um, I have to amend my earlier thoughts. <laughs> I have to amend my earlier statement about how I'm not getting the laughs here. There's one thing that made me laugh. <laughs> this fucking chase And that's when this motherfucking leprechaun... <laughs> Pulls up on the what, he's on, on the, the drone. drone. He's on the drone. He looks like the the Wicked Witch of the East. <laughs> I, I was just waiting for him to go. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little soul too. Yeah, that, I know. I stole that from Freddy's Dead. I mean, it was funny because you just seeing them just using it and they're crashing into each other. And why isn't one? Why is Meredith driving? She's the drunk. She's drunk. Yeah, that's just bad. You'd think Rose would have been. Why are you driving? I mean, come on now. Oh, because I got the keys. So? Give me the fucking key. Yeah, you're gonna, I'm sorry. I'm, you're going to take us into a tree, probably. Exactly. And we're all going to die still. Yep. Okay. And uh, secondly, why is she not revving the engine? Because uh, that car can easily outrun that damn drone. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Speed up. Right. Apparently, there's a... And there's even a throwaway line, apparently, that says this car can't do that. I'm like, have you tried? I mean, the car's moving. Car hasn't stopped. We have established no reason for this car to have issues. I Move. don't. I don't remember it being mentioned earlier in the movie. Maybe it was, but I don't. If it, if it is, I don't remember it. And I refuse to go back and watch it again to figure that out. So. Well, apparently, <laughs> I didn't pick it up. Amelia did. That's all I know. So Meredith's death. So this is the only one that takes place away from the house. Even though she has to be in somebody's yard. No one has, or a golf course, because no one has sprinklers. Unless you're in a yard, a golf course, or a park. And we've established nothing around this damn house. I got two thoughts about this death. First thought, since we're talking about, you know, all the deaths appear to have some connection with the character's personality or something, right? She's drunk. She's drinking. Water. Yeah, so what's going <laughs> to sober up? Water. <laughs> well, I mean, An infusion of hydration. The leprechaun I know probably would have stuck to the deal and let her get away. He would have actually admired her, like, cunningness and her... Right. You know, I don't see a reason for Leprechaun to actually chase her down and kill her hair. Except it's... to give us the line of, what are you talking about? I'm keeping my promise. I'm not laying a finger on you. That's just true. I mean, <laughs> technically like, that's true. But I feel like, I guess with this Lep being like a killing machine, he's all about killing. It makes sense. Right. But, but I, I think the old Leprechaun would have let her go. So. Most likely. Because again, why he got what he wanted from her. There's nothing else she get she can give him. She's not a threat anymore at right. all. Right. So why do that? He's a lean, green, killing machine. Hell, to be honest with you, all those characters should have survived because Lila's stuck in the basement. He would not have given two shits about those characters. It is true. At what point does he focus on the goal of just like, here, I'm here to get the gold and then go back and do my thing? Like, he's all about, no, I'm here to kill all of you. Like, it just it doesn't make sense. And what's worse is he doesn't even have he doesn't say anything about his gold until like the last 15 minutes during the climax the biggest fail of this movie Gazi. is the, the biggest fail is the refusal to just let ozzy stay dead why, <laughs> why? okay <clears throat> if a ghost is going to come and visit her why would that not be her mother here's a real question why would it be ozzy here's a real question how stupid do these people think their audience is to have to have the ghost of a character from the first movie explain the first movie? How much you want to bet most people who watch this movie 
watch the first movie first to get a refresher, then watch this one for one. There had to be a better way. I understand what they're thinking is, how do we get an explanation to our main character? Which she didn't even understand. There had to be a better way. She even says it. I don't know what you just said. It's like, what was the point of this? Yes, I'm happy that she didn't randomly run to a psychic because that would have been another choice probably. I would have rather psychic at this point. But yeah, but uh, <laughs> the ghost of Ozzy, I mean, so Ozzy gets to be a ghost, but we're, all the other characters do not Hell, bring Warwick Davis back as a leprechaun say, yeah, this thing actually ate me, making him more powerful. Okay, so let's get to Matt's death because it actually has my favorite line in the movie. Don't ask me why. Maybe it's because of how mean-spirited or because of how how much it breaks the fourth wall for me. I'm sorry. This one does break the fourth wall. As the drone's coming to him, he's screaming. He goes, why so sore? Audiences love lots of gore. Personally, I like that line. Maybe it's because I'm an audience member. I like gore. You were the target audience for that line. <laughs> just I, that line. I just wondered why it came out of his throat so slowly. Yeah. Giving him 11 minutes to move out the way, but instead he chose to stand there and scream, why are you coming at me so slowly to cut my throat? Like, dude, move out the way. No, no, the scene could have been better. I just like the line. Okay, fair. Like, maybe while everyone was screaming after the death, after Andy's death, he should have said the line there because, again, he's he's at least still addressing other characters that are screaming. Maybe because there's a camera on the drone. The movie has some okay lines. Like, for example... As much as I hate the the Nightmare remake, that line about "Why are you screaming? I haven't cut you yet." That's a good line too. So. Oh yeah, actually, I mean, almost anything Jack Earl Haley said in that movie was pretty fun. Like when Nancy fell in the floor, how's this for a wet dream? That was a pretty fun one again with his voice. That was act. It's supposed to be dark, menacing, and I, comedic. I feel at like the same he stole time. that from the original Freddy, though. I don't remember him saying that, but I need to remember re-watch. the the waterbed death. Then has some dude. Oh uh, yeah, he did because he pulled him out and said, "How's this for a wet dream?" And then killed him. Underneath. It was a, a nice throwback, at least of that. So. Right, but still with his voice and because he's trying to be dark and menacing, <laughs> yeah. it still worked for that scene. <laughs> you remember Joey was in the waterbed. Oh yeah, the waterbed still intact. <laughs> what the hell, man? And his face was like, a... <laughs> how, how the how was the waterbed still intact? Anyways, you know, I I wanted to make a mention of this too because one thing I wanted to mention was that with Matt. I thought Matt was going to be more of like a main character because the way he's introduced, I thought he was almost going to be like a love interest for Lila. And it seems like they introduced that, but they never really move forward that or go back to it again. And when he died, I was kind of like, you know, I kind of thought he was going to be a bigger character. So they actually kind of ruined the little love interest thing with Ghost Ozzy because when he's actually trying to make moves on her, she sees Ghost Ozzy and starts screaming at him. And she goes, oh, sorry, I just saw the cab driver, but dead. And it's like, I'm going to go get make a tuna sandwich. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself. Yeah, but man, all that said, I was kind of surprised. I mean, you understand, though, I guess that pretty much they're going all in with the sorority sisters. So most of the sorority sisters are literally, well, right now there's only three sorority sisters left. And to be fair, you got your main character, you got Katie, and you got Rose. I want Rose to live because she's... Yeah, she's supposed to be the annoying one, and she kind of is, but I like her character better than the other two. Yeah, we talked about this in the To The Hood podcast, where when you have three characters, you know one of the three is going to die, right? Right. And you can kind of pick out, like, okay, these two are like the couple, this is the third wheel, or this one's a comic relief. Like, you can kind of pick out, okay, probably 
we know which of the three is going to die. But I would love a twist sometime where it's like the unexpected third wheel and the first wheel are left, and like that middle person is the one that dies. So, so that would have been, in this case, that would have been Katie dying, and you're left with Rose and Lila. So me personally, just because even though I know I mentioned I don't like Katie, I would have rather seen Lila die. Because at the end of the day, because of how much she keeps talking about her damn mother, she, yeah. that would have been actually a self-satisfying kill for her. This, you know, it's it so funny. It would have given her a happy ending and the other two a happy ending. You have a track record of this, though, because there's some other movie. I'm trying to figure out what it was. This is maybe the third time, though, where like there's been a movie where it's like, you know, why couldn't she die? I'm like, she's the main character. <laughs> I try to think. There was some other slasher movie where you were on like, you know, I would have liked her to die. It's like the, the I mean, I know I've said that about every Scream movie for the most part. <laughs> Yeah, but there was something else, too. Uh, it's been a while. Like I said, I'm re-watching all of them, so we'll find Listen, it. I, I want a twist, but I understand that usually the main character <laughs> no. is off limits. No, there's Lila a, should be on limits. There's plot armor for the main character and everything. So. Lila is of age. She should be allowed to die, just like everyone else. So he comes in. He gets tricked because she's saying, yeah, here's your gold. Which, by the way, Rose already sold all the gold. It's all in Bismarck. Yep. That's probably the only thing that really gives Rose the death sentence is apparently she stole from something that is clearly on their property. So it's technically legally hers. Even though I want her to live, I could tell probably that was going to come back to haunt her. Yeah. Like they, so, made that, they made a decision to have her do something like that. So. Yeah. So, and they even, and the one thing that actually got me to laugh with her character, because I didn't expect it from her character, is she's stating, I started a GoFundMe page. Only one guy offered 20 bucks if I give him my nudes. And I did. <laughs> I was like, damn. Wow. For $20. Right. Uh, they fill it up with tampons. And when he sees the tamp, the first tampon, then they get him trapped in iron with a bunch of iron all around him. And then shoot him full of clover oil, I'm guessing. Clover water. And he explodes. Yeah, well, you know. It's better than drowning in concrete. I'll say that. Well, yeah, because that leprechaun still could have gotten the fuck out. Um, anyway. Yep. And now Rose's death. Again, I actually like, I, I kind of get a chuckle out of this line just because you don't expect it from this character. She's so by the book. She's so doesn't want to be offensive to a lot of people. But then for some reason with the, with the leprechaun, she actually says multiple times, keeps, uh, misgendering or misclassifying it because mm -hmm. in the very first time she meets him she goes ah fucking fairy wow in uh, this and in this case she finally goes i said i stopped poachers from killing sea turtles in the bahamas i'm not afraid of a bunch of pocket-sized pixies famous last words yeah because then she gets face first full of shovel pretty random death scene but okay they definitely dug that hole for her. All right, let's get to our final clash between our two surviving heroes. Damn it. And this pretend leprechaun. <laughs> I don't know. They killed the leprechaun. <laughs> uh, I guess they... The whole, the whole house lights on fire, actually. Yeah, they get the house to light on fire. I believe they still get him uh, some iron on him. No, they attack the gold. They actually go after the gold this time. That's so they burn the is. gold, obviously burning him. He then tries to chase him down while everything's burning. Why are you not going out the front door? There's no fire in front of the door. The door has no fire in front of it. Go out the fire. Go out the door. 
No, you're going in the basement? Okay. They want to do like Michael Myers, all right, in the new, new, new Halloween movie, right? No, well, to, how... He has to escape from the trap room in the basement. So they get out, Leprechaun grabs a hold of her, and she screams, let go, ass ba- eat a dick, ass baggins. I've heard better lines from heroes at the end of movies. Yeah, so she gets out, house burns down, Katie... Wait, it, wait, don't forget the slow motion shot of them running from the fire. Oh, yeah, slow motion action movie shot of them running from the fire that blows. Katie gets a piece of wood stuck in her. They try to do an epic walk-away scene after their professor asks what happened, and then she goes, actually, we probably should take him up on his offer. I'm bleeding out here. It's like, Chick, yeah. uh, it looks like you have a piece of wood going through your heart. Well, she's not going to be Rush Hour 3. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, know, you mean Rush Hour 4? Yeah, but there's a line in Rush Hour 2. You remember the blooper? Yeah. The guy falls into the like, like, I'll use that for, like, just random stuff. Like, he's not going to be Rush Hour 3. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and the cliffhanger. Wait, wait, wait. You get this amazing, epic, like, you know, uh, this after credit scene. It's pretty sad. It's literally Leprechaun looking defeated, gets in a truck full of chickens, and just looks sad and defeated while going to Bismarck. To open up a Kentucky Fried Chicken. I mean, with that many chickens, he's got enough. I think it'd be a fun sitcom. Let's do it. The Warwick Davis leprechaun would have said something funny here and gave us something fun to go out with. You're right. This was depressing. Yeah, because, again, they try to make this leprechaun more villainous, more serious than our previous leprechaun. Where our previous leprechaun, once he finds out all of his stuff's in Bismarck, he would be like, well, bye. I got to go to Bismarck now. Probably kill Rose, though, because, you know, she's sold it, but... Yep. He would have left a lot of them alone. A lot of them should have lived this movie. Absolutely. True. Even though I didn't want any of them. I mean, what? I'm not a bad person. I don't care if they die because they can come back as Ozzy Ghost. Yeah, that, that was one thing. And they can in this universe. You can come back as a ghost and warn the protagonist. With playing charades and then the person goes, I don't know what you're saying. And I'm like, well, that was that supposed to be comedy? Comedy? Because that was not comedy. That Spo- was annoying. Supposed to be. It was annoying. Okay. Right, speaking of charades, why don't we do some categories? I'm not doing it in charade style. For I one, our audience wouldn't be able to see it. I don't think it'd work on a podcast, right? You're right. So, best performance. You know, <laughs> it's like picking it's uh, like, hay out it's of a like, haystack. It's like going to a restaurant I hate and having to pick something off the menu. Why I hate, I hate the there? restaurant, but I got to pick the lesser of the evils here. Why would you go there then? I'm going with Meredith because I feel like... Meredith? I'm going with Meredith because I feel like she played a drunk character well and she stuck to her character and I don't know. I liked her character. I thought that she was realistic in how she acted and so I like how her character was written. I feel like she got a bad rap with the sprinkler death and yeah, I was impressed. So for me, I don't know people are going to hate me, but you know what? In my opinion, I got nothing to choose from with this movie. So I'm choosing the Leprechaun for me. Like I said, if this guy was put in his own Leprechaun movie, I would have probably have liked it better. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I just heard random talking. So yeah, if I this person was put in Lyndon Porco, had his own Leprechaun movie, I probably would have liked him more. But to be honest with you, he's probably the only good thing about this movie that came out of this 85, 90-minute schlockfest of annoyance and anger. And it sometimes, you know what? I'll give you this. Sometimes when you squint your eyes, 
you can definitely tell he is not Warwick Davis because he's way too green than Warwick Davis was. True. But either way, I'm giving it to him because some of the lines he gives was actually done in a pretty good style. Some of the, or at least for the character they're trying to portray, some of the actions they did definitely made him look more villainous, even though most people aren't going to be afraid of a leprechaun. And overall, the the Dronicon scene, even though I was annoyed by the fact that the characters didn't drive away, made me gave me a chuckle. So I'm giving it to Lyndon Porco as the leprechaun in this movie. Uh, okay, my worst character. It's going to be a surprise because there are, again, this is back at that same restaurant, right? Now I'm picking the worst. Which character would I not want to be stuck on a car ride with, going across country on a road trip? Where the radio's not working, so it's only going to be a conversation. I have to spend all my time with this character. Katie. No. The answer is Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy's got to go. I didn't like Ozzy, anything about him in this movie. I think the inclusion of him was a big mistake. And we'll get to his storyline in a second, because there's going to be something, of course, I want to take out of the movie. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty obvious. But, yeah, I thought Ozzy was a fail. I'm sorry. Sorry, Oz, man. So- got to go. For me, it's not going to be a surprise because I've mentioned it multiple times. I, I know what you, I know what you're going to say. You're going to mention the mailman. I agree, he was pretty bad for his few minutes on screen, but be, but worst performance or off three minutes. Give him a break, man. Come on. I am giving him a break. That's why I'm not choosing him. I am choosing Andy. The man just annoyed the living shit out of me. He, di- I feel like he didn't have that much acting prowess before this movie. I didn't buy him as a character. I didn't buy. The only thing I bought him for was the fact that he liked Katie, and anyone can do that look to Katie because she was a beautiful woman. But again, everything else he was supposed to do, like that little argument they had about the solar panels, it's like, dude, for one, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man I just the whole thing about Andy besides him trying to get with Katie was annoying and then him getting his ass kicked to the leprechaun and then trying to be all macho man it's like dude you're a twig yeah my damn dog could kick your ass and I don't even have a dog if you had one you'd kick Andy's ass exactly and, it, and most likely because of my wife it's going to be a corgi so imagine the embarrassment of getting your ass kicked to a corgi well, he's dead anyways, though. Well, yeah, so... Andy, that is gone. I'm, anyways, like I said, the worst performance, Andy. I thought you were going to say Katie. No, because she... You just didn't like the character. I didn't like the character. I didn't mind the acting. Okay. That's fair. Yep, that's fair. Um, okay. Best scene? Best scene. <laughs> Leprechaun on a drone. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go there. <laughs> I'm going right there. The one scene... That made me feel, that gave me the feel of the Leprechaun series. <laughs> that took me back to the cheesy, fun part of the series that I like so much. That was the only scene that kind of gave me that feeling. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene, again, the Leprechaun made that scene because of how funny it looked. I know it was CGI, pretty bad CGI, but I know it was CGI. There's a lot of bad CGI in this movie. Still, it was actually pretty entertaining watching him actually hit the damn car the car swerves into a tree I'm like really now <laughs> and it's the only scene where his laughing actually made me laugh <laughs> right usually his laughing was cringe because of that voice but okay uh, worst scene there's plenty again to choose from 
Worst scene, man. Leprechaun coming out of Ozzy, his first introduction, his first opening thing where we see him, those lines he gives, him establishing himself as a lean, green, mean killing machine who's had years of, has years of killing to make up for and who calls Ozzy Papa. That scene's got to that scene's got to go. So for me, the scene I hate and did not like the most was the mailman scene. Just because it breaks this... I understand this character already has been broken. But this scene breaks this character even more. It refreshes in my mind that this is not the leprechaun they are trying to emulate here. Because this leprechaun never killed anybody for shits and giggles like this one did with this mailman. So this scene, in my opinion... It's just an up-the-body count. It was pointless. There was no reason for it. I like the gore and all, but get it the fuck out of this movie. It belongs somewhere else. Yeah. True. Agreed. All right. What would you like to change? We have to eliminate Ozzy Ghost from this movie. Ozzy Ghost, yes. You can, I'm there fine. has to be a better way to get that information, get that exposition to the main character. Again, the main character didn't even understand what was going on, so there was no explanation to the main character. Well, she doesn't have an explanation. It's pretty self-obvious that a leprechaun's chasing you. <laughs> All you need to know for that movie purpose now is how to, to, to what to, you have to deal with a leprechaun. You don't need background then. It's just you versus leprechaun. Come on. What was the point of the damn ghost scene, Ozzy scene, charading the whole first movie? I think they were going for comedy, as you said. And that was the shittiest way to do it. And they miserably failed, but that's what they were going for. Well, for me... See, I'd have to get rid of Gazi Ghost, too. I mean, there's no point for this character to be a ghost when we've never established a ghost or any kind of other supernatural things in this universe. What I understand ghosts can just come for no reason, but I feel like this is more a hallucination than a ghost. Like, what but a, is the point of it? A hallucination would not be able to actually give valid information. I'm not saying Ozzy gave valid information, but he wouldn't be able to explain anything if it's a hallucination. If anybody can become a ghost, of all people, I'm not buying that Ozzy's the one that gets to be a ghost. So. Right. Uh, uh, and the, I know you couldn't get Jennifer Aniston, but her mother being the ghost is really what this movie needed because that would have made sense. Yeah. All roads, all signs point to that being the thing you go with. Recast her. Right. Which so simple. I want to mention because a lot of people who watch this movie, most likely they've only watched this movie once, but a lot of people who watch this movie, there, there was two instances where the leprechaun tries to get Lila to join him so that way he can you know, get his gold back, do whatever, whatever he wants to do, yada, yada, with the promise of his mother coming back, and he throws his voice. The part that annoys me, a lot of people says, oh, yeah, that actually sounds a lot like Jennifer Aniston, even though we know it's not. It's like, that sounds nothing like her. What in that voice sounds like Jennifer Aniston? You want to recast the leprechaun. I agree. Recast her and let her be the ghost. Even though I don't believe there should be a ghost in this movie. A ghost is just another cop out like a psychic. Well, if you're doing a sequel to the first one and you recast, then... If you recast her, it opens up a lot of possibilities. She can be alive and in the town. Right. Her daughter can be coming to visit her or something, and you can do a whole different story. If you recast her, then you can do a lot there. By not recasting her, but using her daughter, you have this weird thing where you can't really go all the way with the daughter storyline. Because, like I said, 
if somebody's gonna be a ghost for that case, it should be her mom and not Ozzy, who she has no connection to at all. Right. So overall, my my thoughts on this movie is it's a pitiful excuse for a Leprechaun movie that's supposed to re, is that's supposed to bring back the very first Leprechaun. Because this Leprechaun is completely different. The characters are bland, in my opinion. They try to up it, but there's really only one likable character. And she was supposed to be one of the annoying characters, which she did actually pretty well. So, is she really not likable? Most people has that friend. I understand. I got those friends. No, I don't, because I have no friends. Um, (laughs) But either way, this movie... Should not have happened. This movie should have been, as I've said time and again, a whole new Leprechaun, a whole new story. They could have done multiple ways to, for the reason why this Leprechaun is more into killing than others. Call, hey, call it Leprechaun Origins. Just with a new Leprechaun and not some other beastly creature. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the only good thing in this movie is I got to see Lyndon Porco in a movie which I personally would would have loved to see him be able to, to bring his own flair to this character that's not supposed to be a different character. So overall, the movie a lot the CGI was pretty bad. A lot of things that happened in this movie was just shit and made no damn sense like Katie trying to jump over a dead body instead of walk the fuck around it. Yeah. So please everybody just do yourselves a favor watch the original watch part three even watch part four enjoy the movies don't watch this this movie is definitely a a, just a plain one out of four it is not that good sit and save your money don't be like me don't get it just to have it for the rest of the series yeah but the box set's like seven dollars i didn't get this one on the box set i had to buy this one separately Oh, shit, me too. Damn. I forgot. <laughs> Damn it. The problem with box sets is when you get a box set, it comes if, with a the... new, if a new sequel comes out, you feel obligated to get it. Like, I bought Halloween 2018. I have Because I have oh, the yeah, Halloween I box set, though. I did buy 2018. Fuck! There you go. I got the box set, so I had to because it fits in the box set. Um, I don't want the Rob Zombie ones either, but I have those in the box set. Um, I personally have no problems with the Rob Zombie Part Two just because of how different it is. It's not really Michael Myers, but oh yeah, but it's a decent movie. But it belongs in like a different box. Right. <laughs> there, there, there's you could do a Rob Zombie box set, <laughs> right. or like Devil's Rejects and all his movies, and they would fit in there. But it doesn't. So fit I in. personally no. believe Halloween One Rob Zombie should have gotten full rights to do whatever he wanted because he originally wanted to do a prequel to the original and make it more of a psychological thriller of watching Michael just slowly delve into what he becomes in the original movie. I would have been down with that. Yeah, so would I, but they refused to let him do it, which is why we got what we got. Um, what was I going to say? Your final thoughts. Okay, yes, my final thoughts. Okay. You know, I don't think it's the worst of series. I don't think it's the best of series. It's a middle ground sequel. My main problem is just literally just that it doesn't connect well to the first one, which if you're going to do a direct sequel, you should make them tie together neatly, as neatly as you can be. I know it's 25 years later, but this feels like a completely different Leprechaun, a completely different universe. I mean, the first one, we didn't have, we didn't have ghosts coming back 
after getting uh, killed with a pogo stick, comes back to give more information to the, the protagonist. Um, human characters, there was too many of them, too much going on, too much personality. They should have really cut down a few of them and went with really just three or four main core characters and you could have just focused on them instead of having like seven characters or eight characters, how many characters that have to happen. I think it was like probably six or seven. Um, but I think there's a, there's a sizable amount of people out there that think this movie has the best death scenes in the series because of the gore. Yes, and I've also, I also am conscious that this movie is actually pretty popular in the series. I've seen rankings that have it in the top three, top four. I cannot do that because for me, Leprechaun is supposed to be cheesy, supposed to be fun, supposed to be Warwick Davis. I, I apologize. I have to hold that against them. I did not like the new Leprechaun actor. thought he was terrible, thought the voice was terrible, and I thought he was written horribly. That said, I'm still going two stars. And the reason is because there's other movies in this series that I think this is better than. So I'm going to go with two stars. I would say that the movie is watchable. It doesn't quite fit with the Leprechaun series, per se, but it is watchable. And, you know, I think I'm not too knowledgeable about, about solar panels the way Nick is, so I didn't have, like, a personal grudge <laughs> against this movie. So um, I just have a personal grudge against that scene. All right, but, yeah, I'm going to go two stars. Nick did one stars. It's probably somewhere in between, so it's probably like one half stars, realistically. Actually, it's probably a zero star, but, (laughs) you know, I'm trying to be optimistic here. So next week, folks, we're going to be ranking all things Leprechaun, even though this is the end of our retrospective, sort of. We're not doing Leprechaun Origins for reasons already discussed. That said, we're going to be ranking the Leprechaun actors, the main characters, the kills, all that. one actor to rank in the Leprechaun actors. No, it's not. There's Warwick Davis and this other guy. There's Warwick Davis, there's Warwick Davis, there's Warwick Davis, there's Warwick Davis. What about the guy from Leprechaun Returns? I'm I'm not there yet. I think I've only said four Warwick Davises. There's Warwick Davis, there's Warwick Davis, then there's Lyndon Porco. Yeah, we're ranking the characters, though, not the actors. You said actor. I hate you. Let's just just give the outro so I can shut this shit off. (laughs) All right, everyone, you don't have to go home, but you definitely got to get out of here. We're tired. We're hungry. We're getting chicken nuggets, and I don't mean from Nilbog. Have a good night, and see you next week.